Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, hour one of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. I am joined by friends. We have uh, Jared Yamamoto, the handsomest producer in all of producery, and I get to look at him for the next two hours. What's up, Eric? Aren't I lucky? And I don't know how good the connection's going to be because she's somewhere in this snowstorm in Maryland. Autumn Fisher is with us. Autumn, are you there? I'm here. I'm sitting in a big, huge pile of snow. All right. Okay. So you are outside. I'm outside. All right. I don't want you to think that I need any real specifics from you. I just want you yeah. outside during this segment because that's, okay. that's what they do on the TV news, and we don't really get anything. Listen to Listen that. Listen to that wind. She's really outside. <laughs> that's, that's all you get from the TV news. They don't give you any more information because they're outside. They just put people outside and torture them during- Eric, the weather's outside, and so am I. Reporting live. <laughs> so before we get to uh, the winter storm and the headlines, uh, apropos to nothing, first of all, if you're listening in for the first time, uh, this is a show. I'd like to explain the show a little bit. This is a show where the host, that's me, I'll tell you how I vote, but I don't give a damn how you vote. This is not a mission-oriented show. So if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, if you're a Libertarian, if you're interested in current events, I'm best described as a Libertarian-leaning Republican, but that doesn't even really describe me. I think human beings are more than just sort of a, you can't really put them under a political umbrella unless they're boring Really boring people are very easy to identify politically, but the rest of us are a little bit of a mix, a little bit of a stew. So we're here to entertain you, and that's why I'm going to start today's show with something apropos to nothing political. Uh, just something that happened in my life last night and an observation that I have. I have a, uh, my youngest son will be 18 next week which makes me feel very, very old. But we both love movies, and I realized over the weekend that he hadn't seen Taxi Driver yet. And my pitch to him was, you got to see Taxi Driver because this is De Niro. He's like 26 or 27 years old, and it's at, he's at his best, you know? And my son kind of hemmed and hawed, but we watched Taxi Driver, and I haven't seen it in 15 or 20 years. And when it was over, we both just sat there stunned. You know, because he'd never seen De Niro like that, and I hadn't seen it in so long. And I gotta say something after watching Taxi Driver again last night. Robert De Niro has either lost it, is phoning it in, or just doesn't give a damn anymore. Go back and watch Taxi Driver. That is some of the best acting. And now, Dirty Grandpa, <laughs> what happened? What happened? Go back and watch Taxi Driver. There are scenes in there where you're just looking at maybe the best actor of all time acting. And that's apropos to nothing. That's my number one observation. That's not how we start the show every week. The way we start the show every week is like this. Headlines of the week. 
dirty grandpa? Really? <laughs> I, I, see, if, if Robert De Niro, I'm assuming he has enough money, if he's still going to do movies, he should be do, doing movies that have really great scripts and the director wouldn't get the money unless De Niro was attached to it. It's, he's desperate. Like Madonna. You know, Madonna, oh, I need a number one hit again. No, you don't. You had more number one hits than most people have ever lived on the planet. You just do good stuff now. And De Niro, I, do, I feel bad for millennials. Jared, you've never seen Taxi Driver. I have not, but I'm looking forward to watching it. How you, sold, you sold me. How old are you, 27? Uh, almost. Almost 27 years old. 26 and a half years old, as the youngsters say. Yes. So, I, so millennials, they see De Niro as like meet the Falkers. It, it, it's, it's sad if you haven't seen this guy actually do the work that he does. And Raging Bull, which is fantastic. No, he didn't check out until somewhere in the early 90s. The last really good thing he did was This Boy's Life. Well, he, was, he was really good in that. So anyway, headlines, Jared Yamamoto. Yeah, so we survived it earlier this week, and uh, autumn is in it now, but winter storm Jonas has clobbered the East Coast. Uh, we got some record snowfall that happened in D.C. It looks like New York got a lot of snowfall as well. Baltimore had 29.2 inches of snow. I mean, that's a lot of snow for that area of the country. Uh, so autumn, uh, was, mm-hmm. was your life affected greatly? Uh, actually, I mean, we didn't have any power outages, which was kind of the thing that scared everyone. Uh, otherwise, it was just, you know, hunkering down and drinking and playing games and chasing around kids that were bored. <laughs> <laughs> drinking and, and then get the kids drinking. I think if you get bored enough, you start uh, sure. yeah, get the kids drunk, and that's something fun to watch. Oh, uh, my daughter has a cough. I better give her some Benadryl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Time to put these kids to sleep and start, to <laughs> start playing... Uh, Strip Twister, something fun for oh, the adults. Oh no, I'm with family. We're not playing anything. Strip anything. Oh, uh, sir, uh, you're. Where are you in Maryland? Yeah, we're in Maryland, and uh, my aunt and uncle who live in Lawrenceville drove up just to experience this blizzard. You see, that's how. <laughs> if, you does, if you live in the Northeast, you hate this stuff. But if you don't see it very often, it's like a Christmas cartoon, and you want to be a part of it. They were tourists. They yeah. were blizzard tourists. Snow tourists. I love. I love the idea. All right, so you're safe. Is the worst yep. over? Or I think New York City's about to get its worst about now, right? Or yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's over for us. It's over for you. You're just you're just yeah. digging out. Uh, now we're just playing in it and digging out. Yeah. All right. Well, give me another story there, Jared. Okay. So we'll stick with the weather here where it looks like the National Center for Atmospheric Research says that 2015 was the hottest year in the historical record books. Well, I guess that's it. I bet we, I, we just need to shut down all of capitalism and <laughs> turn off all the it's lights. Get, you know, it's, this is just too dangerous. We can't have any more entrepreneurship. We just need to shut it down. You know, if you look into those numbers, and I'm not a scientist. I don't pretend to be a scientist i just reading what i read i think that that's a little bit skewed i don't think that's at surface level i think that the hottest i think it's higher up in the atmosphere that that measurement is being taken now, i'm not a scientist uh i don't know that so i'm going to shut up real soon but all i know about is this that the greenies the environmentalist very interesting about these people uh, as uh, communism fell in the early 90s, the environmental movement swelled <laughs> because that became the way to stop capitalism. Did you hear Leo DiCaprio this week at Davos? Oh, no, oh, I did not. He blamed it all on big oil. He said the big oil greed is in history when the earth is wrecked and nobody can live on it anymore. I don't know what historians will write about it because there will be no one left, apparently. Right. But if, if there's one guy left and he writes a history, he's going to blame big oil for 
for all of this. And then Leo DiCaprio jumped on his private jet and left Davos, the same private jet <laughs> that he took to Davos. Now, Leo, go ahead. His private jet runs on good feelings. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's uh, Le- special. Let's say Leo DiCaprio is one of the best actors, unlike De Niro, is not phoning it in. He's in his heyday. He is a great actor, but he is just stupid when it comes to politics. And here's another thing. He said this in this Davos What's it called? The Global Economic Forum, where all the beautiful people go to hang out with Bono and talk about the environment. And it's complete, yeah, it's complete elitist garbage. And let me tell you, when I look at Leo DiCaprio telling me about big oil greed, I know that one of the reasons he drove that, he drove, he flew in that private jet to get to Davos was to give that speech. But I guarantee you another reason was to get back with that girl who he had last year at Davos. So I got to sit there and listen to a guy who is literally, you know, this guy has more sex on yachts than the Rockefellers ever did. And, and you know, that's just, that is not the most environmentally friendly way to have sex, is all I'm saying. And he flew that jet there, not just, not just to give that speech. But I guarantee you, there's a couple of snow bunnies that he loves to see every year. And uh, quite frankly... I'm jealous. So tell me what happened with Donald Trump this week, and let's move on. Yeah, so you remember uh, former Alaskan Governor Sarah Palin, Eric? Uh, yeah, sort of. Okay, a guy, bit, kind yeah. of? Okay, yeah. so so she was uh, John McCain's uh, running mate in 2008, and uh, now she has come back onto the uh, the media framework and has endorsed Donald Trump for president. Uh, okay, let's see. First, can I hear Trump chanting USA? USA! 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 All right, USA. Donald... They're called chants for a reason. They sound stupid when you just hear one USA, 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 USA. All right, hit me with hit me with some Palin, right in order. Are you ready to make America great again? Are you, Autumn? Are you ready to make America great again? I'm ready. That just that. That's all I needed. <laughs> I wasn't ready before, but you know what? That just pushed me right over the edge into ready. Is this woman sounds so ridiculous to me? I'm sorry, WSB conservatives. Write your notes and letters right now. How anybody can follow this woman? She is a lunatic. Hit the next one. I was so no, no, proud no. of the president the other day. No, not that. One. I'm sorry. It should be uh, uh, media heads are spinning. Do you not, did you put the wrong stuff in, Jared? Oh, no. I, I you must, may be good looking, but you're obviously not doing your job this week. Very nice. Well, he's going to look for that. I think Jared, have- you got to get your stuff together there. You're never going to be the president of the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, we have Sarah Palin right here, so we don't, we don't need to. You like That's Trump. Right. You like Trump, huh, Sarah? I love Trump, and you know what? I love this country. I love all the mothers and the plumbers and the... The muffin mans and the the calcium supplementers and the vest wearers. I love them all. <laughs> the vest wearers. That's a that's a that's a, a segment of society not well represented. I don't think. Well, and you know who I don't like are these immigrants. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't like too many of them. Why not? Too many immigrants in this country stealing your jabs. I know. I know. A lot of seventeen-year-olds who want to go out and pick lettuce. Yes, and they they're not getting the jobs, right? No, they're not. They good hard working Americans trying to pick the lettuce and the and the the on the farms there and you know, I I don't care how much it costs, but I would pay 20, 30 dollars a head of lettuce if it was 17-year-olds just trying to get a job in this great country of ours. It is a great country, isn't it, Miss Palin? Oh my god, it's the best 
country and the United States. All right, conservatives, <laughs> keep following that lunatic. More on that and some other stories when we return. All the leaves are brown. Wait for the scream. And you go, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not that part of the song. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Jared Yamamoto. Autumn Fisher is standing out in the snow in the blizzard there and somewhere in Maryland. I'm outside, Eric, and it's very much the outdoors. Thank you for, report- for reporting from the winter storm. What is it called? Jason? Jonas. Jonas. <laughs> yeah. Jonas Brothers? Yes, it is. Uh, it's this, the solo Jonas Brother, I believe. He's gone off on his own, and he's... Yeah, he's a real jerk. Wreaking havoc in the Northeast. <laughs> All right, I think we have that audio of uh, Palin endorsing Trump again. Can you get, If you have the media heads thing, can you get to that? Like, Mr. Trump, you're right. Look, back there in the press box. Heads are spinning. Media heads are spinning. This is going to be so much fun. Hold on, I screwed up. WSB's Kirk Mellish is predicting a high around 50 and a 7 on the Mellish meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate, air conditioning and heating. Now play that again, please. Mr. Trump, you're right. Look, back there in the press box. Heads are spinning. Media heads are spinning. This is going to be so much fun. (sighs) Who is it that follows that voice? (laughs) <laughs> who is it that says, I want to listen to that voice every day? Who are the people who want her to be president and listen to that voice every day for four years? Who, who is it? You don't find this soothing and trustworthy? <laughs> I gotta say, I kind of don't. You know, you know what? I just want to give a talk. I just want to shake my finger at uh, that old Putin there. Mm-hmm. I think he would really take to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could see him. I'm sure you could negotiate with him. Uh, let's I go. can see him from my house. Let's go to uh, the next one. Only one candidate's record of success proves he is the master of the art of the dill. He is beholden to no one but we, the people. How refreshing. He is perfectly positioned to let you make America great again. Yeah, Some people have speculated that she may have been a bit inebriated. Uh, had you been drinking the night before? Uh, you know, you know, I drink a little bit here and there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I just had to have a couple of cocktails before, you know, it's cold out. You gotta thaw out there, and I gotta thaw out. I gotta get a little serious here, so you know that I don't even don't even pick up on this with humor because I'm serious on this end. Uh, very, you know, before she showed up that day, so chipper and ready to go. Uh, the night before, she had found out that her oldest son had lost his mind, had beat up his girlfriend, and at one point had a uh, a rifle or something pointed at his head. And he's saying to his girlfriend, you think I won't pull the trigger? You think I won't pull the trigger? Now, let me... Add, well, you don't know, Jerry, because you're not a parent. Uh, George Stein is here. He's a parent. I mean, you're, I'm a parent. Now, if you found that out, if you found that out, uh, would you go on with the endorsement the next day? Or would you get on the next plane home and get back with your child and take care of it? I would absolutely go straight home. That's the first priority. Family values? I mean, this endorsement just has to wait. I just found out that my son had a gun pointed at his head, threatening to pull the trigger. I'm sorry, Mr. Donald J. Trump. This endorsement is going to have to wait. And this is Republican family values. And then she had the audacity, 
weird to use the word audacity with Obama. She had the audacity <laughs> the next day. She knew because she stayed out there. Not only should she do the endorsement, then the next day she's in Iowa on the stump for Donald J. Trump. And she had the audacity to blame her son's incident on Obama's policies concerning PTSD. Uh, Sarah Palin, thank you for being here. You're welcome, Eric. And uh, we're going to lose. United States, yahoo, Donald Trump. Thank you. George Stein, the DUI lawyer, and my buddy will be back, will be with us in the next segment. A little something we call down by. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And today in the Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution, a story of an investigation that exposes the red flags Georgia's Child Protection Agency missed that might have saved a child's life. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hesser. Hessler, your beloved chat show host. That's Jared Yamamoto, my producer right over there. What's going on? And now it is time for a segment we do from time to time called... It's time to go down by law with George Stein. Uh, that is correct. My good buddy, George Stein. He's, he's known as the DUI lawyer. He is here. Thanks. Great to be here. But of course, we know that you're more than DUIs. And I'd like to bring you in to get the legal, the specific legal angles on some of the bigger stories that we're talking about uh, these days. So let's start with Flint, Michigan and the water problem that they have there. Okay, so this seems to be a disaster. The Democrats want to blame the Republicans. The Republicans apparently are in hiding and don't want to talk about it. I don't know why, because I can't imagine there are any actual Republicans on the city council in Flint. I find it difficult to believe that the mayor's a Republican or there are any Republicans around. Certainly the governor of the state is Republican, so Democrats are blaming Republicans. Republicans probably have a good argument against Democrats, but in reality... A bunch of people have been drinking water that has high amounts of lead in it in Flint, Michigan, for what two years, and it appears to me to be a a collapse, just a a, a failure at all levels of government, and a horrible thing. Now, here's the here's the question, the legal question that I have for you, George Stein. If I'm a resident of Flint, Michigan, and I drank this water for two years, is there any legal recourse? Like, can I? Can I sue anyone? Can I go after my local authority, the water authority, the state, federal government? What is my legal recourse? Do I have any? Well, the, the proper legal vehicle to do something about it in the courthouse would be a, a class action lawsuit. That's probably the best way to do it. Okay. Against against whom? Well, uh, well uh, there's three, uh, three residents uh, that have done just that. They filed a class action lawsuit a couple days ago against the state, against the governor, and against the city. Um, since the you know the 
good folks of the Michigan State Environmental Agency, in their infinite wisdom, decided to replace safe drinking water with poisonous drinking water. Yes, yes. That was, so we should explain. They uh, it, it was a, it was supposed to be an in between measure, right? They they were getting their this, they were getting the same supply of water that Detroit had, right? And then they got no money in Flint. You know, they've been broke forever, and so to save money, they wanted to get off the Detroit thing. And I think in between, they went to is it called the Flint River? I, I don't do the river that's closest to them. And so it was a money-saving reason for doing it for the for the citizens. Um, so who do I exactly? Is that going to be successful? I mean, are well, you allowed to sue the government? Well, uh, you know, there's a, this little thing called governmental immunity, and there's a few you know uh, roadblocks that you have to get around on that. And you basically, when you sue the government, you have to, in so many ways, ask their permission first. But <laughs> but once. May, Please, may we sue you? <laughs> Once there's gross negligence established, it's pretty easy to get around. Um, but, you know, in, in, in order to have a successful lawsuit in this genre, uh, you have to have something called damages. And it's hard to really determine oh. what the damages are because, you know... Uh, what You've got to have a doctor who says this yeah. was caused specifically right. by this drinking this water. And I would imagine that maybe some things wouldn't show up for a few years. True. And and damages in the courthouse can't be speculative and you know mm-hmm. they have to be pretty certain. So that that's one shortcoming. So uh, unfortunately the only real damages that they have at the moment is that they're they're, they're still being billed for the bad water. <laughs> yes. So that, yeah, now that, that amazing. Now that they can that I would imagine they can get out of that, right? Yes, they can. And who who steps cuz the federal government could they declare it a, uh, a disaster and a natural disaster, and then they would pay the water bills or something along those lines? Yeah, I think they're going to compensate the the folks of Flint and and you know that way, right. so they don't have to pay for it. But you know, the federal government uh, it would behoove them to step in, and I think they've already talked about that or, and started that process. Well, that's why it's difficult for the Democrats because I believe that the governor, the Republican governor, asked a few weeks ago for. A disaster area to be declared and Obama turned him down so I don't know why I don't know exactly why I don't know what the legalistic reasons would have been well and apparently I mean the water has been contaminated for over 18 months so yeah. somebody had to have known oh no people knew and I think that what's gonna happen is the investigation so really George the uh, the people are still in the hands of the government because the, it's up to the government to investigate this and fi- get to the bottom of it, right? Because I already understand there are some emails where there were warnings and those warnings were ignored. And so really, it sounds to me from a legalistic point of view as if uh, they're kind of screwed and they have to now still depend upon the government to investigate it, find out who's to blame, and do something about it. That's the bottom line. Yeah. All right, let's go to another one here. Uh I can't believe this came back up, this idea of reparations, paying reparations uh, for slavery. Uh, It was an idea that was around, I don't know, 10 years ago or so and kind of got hooted down. But now Hillary Clinton wants wants to get to the left of Bernie Sanders. So she's saying he's not in favor of slavery reparations and I am, which is kind of a desperate move. So this is the idea of, I guess, paying African-Americans who are in America now some money from the government as a way of saying sorry for slavery. Now, George, I don't want to get into the whole social, should we, shouldn't we? I think it's a ridiculous idea. As a thought experiment, if we were to pay out slave reparations, just exactly what would that look like? What would the process be? Where would the money go? 
Where would the money come from? Do you have any idea? I know it's speculative, but with what you know about procedures like that, how would it work? Well, you know, first, it looks like it's something that just wouldn't work out because the, the quote-unquote how question and who question, who gets the money and how do we do it and how much does each person get, you know, uh, that that part is going to be very, very difficult, and that's why I think it's not going to survive. I, I, I suppose there could be some new legislation. It would have to be legislation out of Congress. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, they, and, and I, then they would decide all of those things in an arbitrary fashion. It's going to be these people. It's going to be this much. Sure. Probably. And it's because it's Congress, there doesn't have to be a whole lot of rationale behind it. They can just pick a number, right? True. And decide. So uh, they would create some sort of a trust fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would fund it uh, through, I guess, through taxpayers, including black well, taxpayers. That's, well, that's what I was... <laughs> after after I, uh, I, I sent these stories to you, because I wanted you to know what we were going to talk about, I hadn't thought about this, and maybe other people are talking about it, but I haven't heard it from anyone else. But it did occur to me that if we, play, if we paid reparations for slavery to African Americans alive today in America, there's really no way that I know of to separate white taxpayer funds from black taxpayer funds, so you'd end up inside of this situation where black taxpayer money, tax money would be taken from blacks to pay out slavery reparations and it almost it gets to a point of absurdity to where even if the thought is good which i don't even know that it is but even if the thought is good the way that i was taught to think about things if there are such inherent contradictions to an idea it's a good indication that it's a bad idea <laughs> the sure. idea that black taxpayers would have to fund slavery reparations to uh, African Americans in America right now. Not even to get into the social whole thing about sure. nobody's alive today that was alive then. So and my people didn't come here until the 1930s. You know, we we weren't even a part of it. Yeah. So why that would come out of my tax money when I didn't? I don't really have. I don't have Americans in my name back in the slave days. So it's kind of yeah it's an impossible proposition i believe uh, i mean the last time they pulled it off the government did something was with um, the, the japanese internment camps who were but, in, but the, and many of them were still alive yes and if they weren't still alive you had their direct next generation right. so you would have their son or daughter it was very easy to send a check to an address because it's been confirmed that these two people were put into an internment camp when we this is just uh yeah. This is just a silly idea. Yeah, that, I, was, that was a short five-year window. This this yeah. is impossible to... Yeah. Just, and when I say I don't think that was a silly idea, I think it was fine to pay the Japanese internment money because we were close enough to it. It was modern enough that we could actually direct the money to people. Even if you're the son or daughter of someone who was put into those camps, you could argue that you were affected by it. And if, 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 if your parents' net worth was driven down, then you started at a lower level. And so it's okay to give you the money, I think. Uh, it, it at least makes sense. Uh, this is just a silly campaign issue, really. I mean, when you get down to it, there's no one alive today who had anything to do with slavery. And to take their tax money and give it to somebody else, like we said, a lot of that tax money coming from black taxpayers, you get that many contradictions inherent to an argument. And as I said before, it's a good indication that it's a bad argument. 
But the millennials, Jared, I'm sure will be all for it because collectively they are dumber than a box of rocks. This millennial uh, is not for it. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Right. No, totally. Yeah. Millennials like you are the exception that prove the rule. I believe that most millennials would say, well, yes, of course, slavery was bad. We have to pay for it. And then go party like not think of anything beyond that but okay i okay i've, I've soothed my take con- it all out of my check go uh, ahead yeah I've soothed my conscience okay let's party let's get back to what life is really about let's party we have time for one more story yeah, yeah. one more down by law uh let's go uh bo bergdahl does everybody know who this guy is yes okay. absolutely Give me some background on Bo Bergdahl. Who is he, So, Jared? Bo Bergdahl was the, the guy that deserted his post, and uh, the Obama administration made an effort to bring back yeah. uh, in a prisoner swap. Yeah, and then a lot of people were upset because it, a lot of people think that he's uh, committed treason. He wasn't... Well, he abandoned his post. He abandoned his post, so at the very least he was AWOL. And then it changed the the whole mission for everybody there because it, they were kind of a scouting mission, and then they had to go out and now look for this guy. And some people think some people lost their lives uh, on that. Now, Bo Bergdahl's defense lawyer is now saying that Trump, Donald Trump, has compromised Bergdahl's right to a fair trial because on the stump running for president, uh, he has called him a traitor. He's called him all of these names. Uh, George? Yeah. Well, he, he, yeah, he actually said a no-good traitor. So. Oh, that's even... <laughs> that's even worse. All right, hold on. We, I hear that music playing be, behind me, and I'm a pro. I've done this for a few years. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to get George Stein's down-by-law answer to the Bo Bergdahl Donald Trump question. WSB's Kirk Mellish is predicting a high around 50. That translates to a 7 on your Mellish meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Jared Yamamoto. That's George Stein, who is here. We're still doing our segment, Down by Law. Before we left, we were talking about the uh, the case of Bo Bergdahl. He's the guy who uh, left his company, left his regiment, left uh, in Afghanistan. Is regiment the right word? Yeah. I just support the troops. That doesn't mean that I know everything about uh, the companies and how it works. But so he, you know, I consider him a traitor. Most of us consider him a traitor. Now his lawyer is saying that Donald Trump has compromised his ability to get a fair trial, I guess, in his court martial. Because he said, what, George? What did he say? He, he, he called said, him a no-good traitor. And this guy, Donald Trump, who knows how he can be stopped from being president of the United States. So is it a, uh, is it a fair thing for the lawyer to say? that it's impossible now for him to get a fair trial if the potential next president of the United States has labeled him a no-good traitor. Well, look, uh, you know, as far as it being a, an effective legal tool, uh, 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 it's pretty useless. Mm-hmm. It's a good attention getter, and it might persuade some of the people in the military court if, in fact, that's what they elect to do, go military instead of in a civil court. Yeah. Uh, or, well, I think he's. I think he's. Court. I think he's going to have a court martial. I think it's. I think it's yeah. set up for later. In the so I, you know, I, I think it's a, a plea for sympathy mm-hmm. in a roundabout way through a third party by the name of Trump. So, but there's uh, no legal angle. No, I mean, there's listen, no, le- no listen, real legal for, angle. Just a. Well, first of all, Trump's protected by the First Amendment, so he's allowed to give his opinion. So there, there's no real legal angle there, and, and of course the stakes are higher because. With desertion, it can be anything from five years in prison to uh, execution. You know, yeah. uh, he's facing execution if it was at a time of war. 
Which it was. Uh, it was. And so uh, there's another serious charge that he has. Most people don't know about It's called misbehavior before the enemy. Uh, and that's uh, another type of desertion uh, type charge. And he's facing a lot for that, too. But, the, you know, the inside word is, is this guy's going to be sort of be given credit for the time he was already a prisoner. Do a dishonorable discharge, yes, basically, I, something I, along those lines? I, I, I think they're not going to get down. Well, it's down. hard to do because the president had his family. They made a big deal when they brought him back, and they swapped these prisoners. Jared, what were you telling me in the break about the prisoners? They, they got five... Yeah, they, I believe they got five prisoners that were all in connection with uh, Osama bin Laden in some yeah. some way or fashion. Yeah. So, And those guys have somehow gotten out. Like, we yeah, sent they them were, to Yemen. Right, and they were in a active, controlled prison situation which essentially means that they're not in a prison cell and somebody's yeah. watching over them when they can like live their normal lives you know, as but george said during the break it's a terrorist halfway house exactly yes, yeah <laughs> so that's uh and, and they're gone i mean they have no track of no traces of where they're at now so, so it's almost a little uh, you do wonder if the guy's got to like people want to save face so they'll they'll do this as little as they want. I, I think he's a traitor. Yeah. I mean, that hurts uh, his chances. They have to prove intent too. That'll be hard to prove that yeah. he intended to stay away since he was in prison. All right, George Stein, the DUI lawyer. Hey, look, if you've had a DUI, you need to call it. What's your what's your number there? Sure, four zero four five two two one thousand. He wrote the book on it. People, he knows what he's doing. Give him a call. All right, when we return, there's a lot of outrage in this world. No English Nick with us, but Jared Yamamoto will bring us Outrage Corner. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.